Um, I'm Reverend Nicole Riley, lead and teaching pastor here, and welcome. If you're here with us in person or you are joining us online, if you would like to follow along, there are sermon notes that are in our church app. Today we're continuing our series. We are talking about receiving Christmas. And we're talking about how God has so much for us in this year, in this season, but a lot of times we miss it. God has for us hope and plenty, joy and peace. God has for us trust and faith and love. So many good things. But you and I often miss the good things of the season because we're human, because we're busy, because we're going a million miles in all different directions, and we miss out on what God has for us. So that's what we're talking about over these weeks. We're talking about the more that God has for us in this season. And one of the ways we're talking about it and trying to live it out a little more is through a prayer posture. So this is the first one. So do this with me. This is kind of the I'm closed. I'm not open to what God is doing. And then this is the open, right? So I would hope that during the week, you have a chance in the midst of whatever you're facing. You know, maybe you put some gas in your car and you go, yes, $5 a gallon, I'm open. Whatever it is that you are dealing with, do this a couple times instead of, mm, mm, open up. At least you'll get a good stretch. If nothing else, at least you'll get a good stretch. Today we're talking about uh, something I think that's really different and really um, relevant to our lives in this season. We're talking about receiving the gift of purpose, and our candle today is the candle of joy. Now, oftentimes we don't really think of purpose and joy going together, but they, they do. They do in, in quite a huge way, and we'll explore that today. And I want to start with just talking about purpose. Um, our faith is a faith that teaches us that all life has meaning. All life has purpose. All life matters. Now, many times we forget that our own lives matter. We look around us and see other people are doing so much better than us, and we, we judge their outsides and our insides, and we don't match up, and we feel like we fall short. We decide that we matter or not matter based on how things are going in our lives. Sometimes we get stuck in thinking that we should chase after things like money or power or success, and if we have those, then our life will somehow matter more. Sometimes, though, life has just been heavy, and we've experienced loss and grief, and in those times, we've struggled to find meaning and purpose for our lives. So today, what I want to do with you is I want to talk to you about how God has a purpose for your life, and this purpose will enable you to find fulfillment no matter what is going on with you. So our text today is the beautiful story of Mary. So listen to the scripture from Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin 
pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. How can this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, every year, this is one of those texts that we read, one of those texts that we reflect on together. And here is the story of this young woman who's visited by an angel and told that she is favored by God, told that she will be the mother of Jesus, the son of the Most High God. Now, she, of course, has questions. I think we all would. She, though, says, after hearing all that the angel says to her, she says these beautiful words, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. This week, as we were moving into the Thanksgiving holiday, I was thinking about this time of the year, and I was thinking about Mary I was thinking about how life is and the mystery that it is for us all. You know what's amazing? We are born into this world without knowing exactly who we are, where we come from, why we are here, or what life's purpose is for us. And then our journey in life is to put all these pieces together And to find joy and purpose in our lives, in our everyday living. So how do we figure out what life's purpose is? How do we know what the purpose of life is? Well, our faith has something very profound to say to us about what the purpose of life is. Do you want to know what that is? Do you want to know what the purpose of life is? You can answer, yes, yes, yes. Our faith teaches something unique, that life's purpose is to know and enjoy God. To know and enjoy God. And that everything else comes or springs from that. 
And for us as Christians, as people of faith in Jesus, we come to know God through knowing and enjoying and following Jesus. Now, this is, of course, very different than what the world says life's purpose is. Um, Depending on who you ask, life's purpose is happiness or actualizing your strengths or life's purpose is uh, pleasure or finding uh, significance. And, And a lot of these, there's nothing wrong with them per se, but one of the issues is they're very externally focused. They're focused on how things are going in your day-to-day life. And so if things are tough, you may not be able to feel that you can live your purpose out because life isn't offering you the opportunities or possibilities that you need to do that. For many people of the Christian faith, we learn throughout the journey of our lives that life's purpose is more than what we do Life's purpose, deepest meaning, is to know God and to enjoy God. Now, I love that it's both know God and enjoy God. Don't you love that? It's both of those together. And we may scoff a little at that second part, the joy part, but joy is serious business to God. Does that surprise you? That joy is serious business to our God. The Bible makes joy and delight central to our relationship to God and central to our lives. Is it enough, then, to just obey God? Is it enough to just believe in God? No, it is not. We are called to enjoy. We are called to enjoy life, and we are called to enjoy our God who gives us the strength to enjoy life. And here's why. Joy matters. Joy matters because what gives us joy are the things that we give significance to. So think about it this way. We feel joy in this life when we ascribe worth to something, value to something that evokes joy in us. So if If a new baby is born and you feel joy, or you see the beauty of a sunset and you feel joy, that is because you ascribe value to those things. And it is the same with God. If we delight in God, we will show honor to God. We will lift God up. We will praise God. All these things together. And then we will rejoice In God, because we value God. So, life's purpose is both to know God and to enjoy God. And if you are here today or here online, I imagine one of the things that draws you to worship is that you want to know more about God. You want to know God personally but enjoy God? That might, that might be a new idea. That might be something you're less familiar with. How do we enjoy God? How do we enjoy God in this life? I, I want to lift up three ways that we enjoy God. First is we enjoy God when we delight in his creation. It is a beautiful world, isn't it? I mean, not when you're stuck on the 405, but in general— It is a beautiful world. 
And this time of the year in particular, I love all the lights that come out during this time of the year, how beautiful it is. We live in a beautiful world. Animals, animals are amazing and beautiful. I just saw a a show that National Geographic did with all of these animals, and they were, oh my gosh, you just forget the diversity, the kind of animals that are out there. And there's also the joy we see in children. I mean, children are like little joy machines, right? When we see them and we experience them. So as we delight in any of God's creation around us, we are taking joy in him. Next, we enjoy God when we delight in who he is. You know, on Sunday morning, a lot of the songs that we sing here at this service lift up God. Lift up Jesus and speak about his faithfulness, his love, his care for us. Um, This is a time of the year where you might get out your copy of Handel's Messiah. And you might be singing some of the choruses as you decorate your house. Are any of you doing that? Well, you should. You should totally do that. So when you do that, what you hear are these beautiful words that lift up who God is. How Jesus is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. We delight in God when we remember who he is and that he is majesty, he's compassion, he is love. When we focus on this, we are delighting in God. Our worship songs are opportunities to delight in God. And third, we enjoy God when we follow him. Mary, in our text today, is our example of this this morning. You know, here is someone who grew up learning about God, right? But then the test of that knowledge was, would she follow God in her life? I want to draw your attention to this one because I think this third one is what we often think about when we think about life's purpose. We think about that our life's purpose is about what we should do with our lives. You know, should we be a parent or a youth director or a teacher or a physician? What should we do with our lives? That's often what we think of when we talk about purpose. But when we talk about it that way, we can get into some trouble. And one of the things we find ourselves doing is we don't want to miss out. What is our one and only purpose? What if I miss it? People get very stressed, especially young people, when they think that there's just one purpose for their lives and they better figure it out or all of a sudden it's going to be over for them. Another problem with it is I think a lot of times people don't want to ask God what the purpose of their lives is because they're afraid of what God might tell them it is. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know in my conversations with people over the years, Uh, Young people getting ready to go off to college or enter the workforce or or people who are looking at changing their profession. Sometimes we'll meet and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about what's next and I'll say, you know, so when you pray about this, what does God say to you is next? And pretty much they always say, I haven't asked God. I'm afraid to ask God. And I think we're afraid to ask God sometimes because we think 
that if we ask God what we should be doing, that God is going to for sure send us someplace we don't want to go to do something we don't want to do. So we get stuck with this understanding of purpose. We get stuck thinking that purpose is what we do, our career, our vocation. We don't want to miss out on the one thing we're supposed to be doing and that we um, for sure may miss that and may also be people who um, stumble and fall around where God's calling us and we're not sure we want to go there. Purpose, though, is actually more than this. When we talk about purpose in the context of our faith, we are talking about life's bigger purpose for us all. And today's text shows us some of that because it is out of knowing God and enjoying God that we find our way in this life. This life that often changes and grows and morphs, and so does what we do and how we live. One thing I know about this is that God isn't going to make any of us do anything we don't want to do. He has given us agency. He's given us free will. Mary certainly had that. She could have said no to the angel. But does this all mean that if we hear where we're called to be, if we follow God's purpose in our life, that everything is going to go smooth sailing because we're doing what God calls us to do? No Sorry. Here is what I know about receiving the gift of purpose. First, there will be times when we experience challenge. You know, Mary sure did, right? Here she was facing this opportunity that would change everything for her. Her whole life. Was it a challenge? Yes, it was a challenge throughout her life to live into this. You may feel that you are following God in your life right now. If you've ever said yes to um, Christian leadership or you've said yes to making the world a better place and you've gotten involved in causes or, or you're someone who's all about serving people who are in need, you know there are going to be challenges that you face. And I think this is one of the reasons why um, joy matters so much. Because if we can hold on to joy in the midst of those challenges, if we can remember what it is and why we're doing it, out of the context of joy, it's a much different place for us to live when times are hard. And then second... There are times when we will need to return to delight. And this is what I mean by that. I mean that when God puts something in our path and calls us to be involved in it, there will come a point where you and I feel more like this opportunity is an obligation. We will miss out on the joy. Maybe what happens is the joy in serving dries up. Or maybe the joy in caring grows cold, or the joy in giving feels monotonous. 
In other words, we can find when we're doing what God calls us to that we lose our joy and we only see things like a to-do list that we have to check off. What I want you to know this morning is that joy is never optional. It is central. It is of so much importance. I think it is of more importance than obedience or obligation. It's like this. Let's say you are celebrating your anniversary, and you go out and you buy three dozen of the most beautiful roses. And when you come to your house to give them to your significant other, you knock on the door, you know, the element of surprise. You knock on the door, and when they open the door and see you, they say, wow, why did you go to such an expense? Now, if you said, well, I did this because I read in a book that I should get flowers for you for your anniversary, that's going to fall flat really quick. There's no joy there. There's just obligation. But if you said, I love you and I want to celebrate with you, let's get dressed up and go out and have a great dinner, that would be a much different response because it's rooted in that joy. When you and I talk about purpose and the gift of purpose that God has for each of us today, we are talking not only about knowing and enjoying God, but bringing to the front of our minds that we don't follow God because we think we should or out of obligation that we're going to get into trouble if we don't. It is never an obligation. Ultimately, our purpose in this life should be grounded and growing out of delight. I think... That's how it was for Mary in our text today. When the angel appeared to her, she didn't say, oh, okay, if I must. Right? She spoke in a way that showed her delight. Her delight in what God would do through her. And I'm going to guess that Mary coming to all of this, being rooted in delight, was then reflected on how she raised Jesus. She didn't raise him out of a sense of obligation or musts and shoulds. She raised him out of delight. And how that helped Jesus to embrace his own life's purpose. So do this with me one more time, opening up. I want you today to receive God's generous gift of purpose and the joy that it will bring to you. Let us pray.